Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Unlike some of the other great commentators, Rashi did not formally present his methodology in an introduction to his commentary. In his comments on the first verse in the Torah, however, we can deduce two of the principles that guided Rashi. One, that the precise meaning of a word must be ascertained, and two, that Midrash is important, but only when necessary. Let us take a look at the first Pesach in the Torah. Bereshis bara Elohim, Esa Shemayim ve'esa Oretz. Usually translated into English as, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Rashi, however, disagrees with this. And he shows in several ways that the word Bereshis does not mean in the beginning. Rashi says that the word bracious means in the beginning of. As and he quotes several psukim, he says, You never find the word racious in a posik in which it is not attached to the word after it. It is always followed by a noun. And it always means in the beginning of, such as, Bereshis Mamleches Yehoyakim, in the beginning of the kingdom of Yehoyakim, or Reshis Degoncha, the first or the beginning of your grain, and so on. So we see here Rashi's insistence that words must be translated precisely. And then we see Rashi's second principle. So Rashi is in a quandary. What, how should he translate Bereshis Bara? In the beginning of, he created. So Rashi quotes a medrash. And he begins by saying, This Pusik is only saying, Dirshuni, expound me. This Pusik is asking us, please expound me in a homiletic midrashic fashion. As our sages have already expounded it in Reishis Rabbah, that the words, the word Bereshis can mean for the sake of Reishis. The base, the prefix, the preposition base can mean for the sake of something. And in this case, it would mean for the sake of something which is called Reishis. What is called Reishis? That the world, that Hashem created the world for the sake of the Torah, which is called in a Pasuk in Mishlei, Reishis Darkoi, the beginning of Hashem's way. And the world was created for Yisrael, for Klal Yisrael, for the Jewish nation, that they are called Reishis Tevuasoi, the first of Hashem's crop, in a Pasuk in Yirmiya, chapter base, Pasuk Gimel. So we see here that Rashi would have preferred 
to explain the Pusik more simply, but he could not. He couldn't find any explanation, and finally he had to say, Ein ha-mikra hazeh oimer eladir shuni. This Pusik is, whether we like it or not, it is telling us, please apply to me Midrashic methods of interpretation, and therefore Rashi here does quote the Medrash, that the world was created for the Torah, and for what we will concentrate more in this Shear, that the world was created for the sake of Klal Yisrael. So we see that Midrash is important and true, but it is to be used when it is necessary to explain the simple meaning of a Pasuk. Let us pause here to speak just a little bit about the philosophical import of this Pasuk with this Rashi comment. We see here from this Pasuk and Rashi comment that the world was created that's in and of itself a very important point. The world did not just spring into being by some random process. The world was created for a purpose. And therefore, the world is not a moral free-for-all. There is a creator who created the world for certain specific purposes, and therefore it is incumbent upon every creature to do its best to adhere to the will of that Creator. The Chidush Yarim, Rabbi Yitzhak Meir, the founder of Gera Chasidus, he explained the words in this Rashi homiletically. Uh, Rashi, we know, is sparing in his use of homiletics. He only uses it when necessary. Chasidus Yerevis used it all the time. And the Chidush Yarim read the words of this Rashi as follows. This Pasuk is saying to every Jew, seek out, investigate, come to know and to practice this following principle. That the world was created for the sake of Yisrael. Meaning, every Jew must examine investigate his or her obligation which becomes incumbent upon him or her because of the fact that the world was created for Klal Yisrael. This is not Oilam Nivra Bishvil Yisrael is not something for us to brag about. It's not bragging rights to the world. It is a responsibility. We have a mission. The, ter- the world was created for us to to reveal and to publicize the greatness of Hashem to all of humanity. And therefore we have a tremendous responsibility. And this Pasuk is saying to every Jew, investigate this obligation and fulfill it to your greatest potential. Rashi's comment here in the beginning of Bracious is extremely terse. He just says, that the Torah was created for the sake of Yisrael, who are called, in a Pasuk in Yirmiya, Reishis Tevuasai, the Reishis, the beginning or the first of Hashem's Tevua, of His Pradus. Rashi does not say why the world was created for Yisrael, how did they merit this, and he also does not give any context to the Pasuk in Yirmiya. 
Of course, the reason for this is, there is a reason for this, because as far as Rashi is concerned here in Bracious, it is only necessary to show that Klal Yisrael is called Rashis somewhere in the Tanakh, and that is sufficient to explain the Pshutei Shel Mikra, that the word Breshis can mean for the sake of Yisrael. It really wasn't necessary for Rashi's purposes here to go into why we are called Rashis, in what merit, and to explain anything about the Pasuk in which we find that we are called Rashis. In order to clarify some of these very legitimate questions, we must invoke another principle of the exegesis of the Torah, which the Talmud itself says, The words of Torah are, so to speak, poor in one place and rich in another. On the simplest level, that means that what you don't find about a particular topic in one place, you will usually find in a different place. In this case, the best place to look is in Parshas Boy. In Parshas Boy, discussing Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, discussing the exodus of Klai Yisrael from Egypt, we find the following Pasuk. Perik Yud Beis, Pasuk Lamed Tes. Vayafu Esabotseik, the Jewish people, they baked the dough, Asher Hotziyomi Mitzrayim, that they had taken out of Mitzrayim, Ugeis Matzais, they baked it into cakes of matzah, meaning of unleavened bread, of bread that was not allowed to rise, Kiloi Chametz, because it, there was not sufficient time for it to rise, Kigorshumi Mitzrayim, because they had been expelled from Mitzrayim, Mamea, and they did not have time to delay. And now the Pasuk adds on just a few more words, which seem to be superfluous. Vegam And also provisions they did not make for themselves. What is the meaning? What is the need for these last few words? Vegam They did not make provisions for themselves. So there Rashi says as follows. They did not make provisions for the road. Magid, this is coming to tell us. Shivchan shal Yisrael, the praise of Yisrael. Shalei Amru, they did not say, How can we go out into the wilderness without any provisions? We'll die. Ella, rather, but they did not say this. Heminu v'holchu. They believed and they trusted Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they went. Now Rashi here is going to prove his point. Hu shemafayrish be'Kabbalah. This is what is explicit in Kabbalah. The word Kabbalah here refers to words of the Nevi'im, which are Kabbalah, meaning they are received words. This is revealed information. And what does the Pasuk say? It's the same Pasuk that Rashi quoted in Parshas Breshis, but here Rashi quotes the whole Pasuk. The prophet Yirmiya said to Klal Yisrael in the name of Hashem, I remember for you, I remember Chesed Nu'urayach, I remember the kindness of your youth, Avos Klulei Sayach, the love of your wedding day. 
I remember how you went after me into the Midbar, into a land that was not planted, that was not cultivated. The Navi, speaking in the name of Hashem, is saying to Klal Yisrael, I remember how you went out into the desert, into the wilderness, into a land that was not cultivated. This was a great thing that you did. You did not have proper provisions for the way, but you trusted in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you went. Now Rashi inserts a few words of his own. What reward is explicit after it? What is the end of the Pasuk, which Rashi is telling us, is informing us of the reward that Klai Yisrael received for this great act of trust in the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Kodesh Yisrael Lashem, Reishis Tevuasai. Yisrael is holy to Hashem. We are Reishis Tevuasai. We are the first of his grain. As Rashi explains in his commentary on Yirmiyah, that we are like we are like the first uh, harvest before the Omer. The Torah tells us that when we, Klal Yisrael, lives in Eretz Yisrael, so the first barley harvest of the year is brought as a special korban on the first day of Pesach. Before that time, it is forbidden to eat any of the new harvest. Rashi says, We are like the beginning of the harvesting before the Omer, before that Korban Omer is brought, that it is forbidden to eat. And the one who eats it is chayev, is liable to pun- for punishment. And similarly, anybody who attempts to consume us, Klal Yisrael, is going to be punished. First of all, we see from this Rashi why and how Klal Yisrael merited this appellation, this great praise that we are called Reishis Tevuasai. Because when we were faced with a difficult situation, we were being expelled from Egypt, where we had lived for 210 years, despite some of the difficulties, but that had been the home for several generations, the only home they knew. And now they are being told by Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron in the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and being told by the Egyptians themselves, get out, and where should you go? Go into a uncultivated land, go into a land where nothing grows, and they did not have time to make provisions. The only thing they managed to do was take out some dough, which they were able to bake into some thin matzah breads. And yet, they trusted in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And upon that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says through the Navi, this was chesed ne'urayach. This was the kindness of your youth. This was the love that you showed me at the beginning of your national history. And it is because of this that we are called Reishis Tvuasai. Now let's go back and let's see how that can add to our understanding of the Rashi in Parshish Breishis, 
who also quotes this Pasuk. We raise the question that in Bereshis, Rashi does not talk about why we are called Rashi's Tfuasai, because it was not really necessary for Rashi to discuss it. But now that we do know the reason, I think we can learn a very important lesson. And that is, why was the world, why was I created? Was I created so that I should sit in peace and quiet and and as the uh, hero of Fiddler on the Roof, I should go, all day long I diddle diddle dee. Is that the purpose of my creation? That everything should be fine and relaxed and peaceful and I have my cup of tea and I have my safer to look at and I can drowse and fall asleep over the safer? That is not the purpose of anyone's creation. The purpose of creation is to do the right thing and to trust in a Kodesh Baruch Hu when things are difficult. There's a story about Rabbi Meir Simcha HaKoyen, the author of Meshech Chachma, who learned in the uh, Latvian city of Dvinsk towards the beginning of the 20th century. He was one of the great Tamid HaChachamim of his generation. Unfortunately, he had a son who was crazy as we'll see from the following story. One time someone was visiting Rebbeir Simcha, and he observed that Rebbeir Simcha was sitting at a table learning, but then the son got some sort of attack of his mental illness. The son picked up a knife and started chasing his father around the house. After a while, the son calmed down, and Rebbeir Simcha went back to his learning. And... Another time, the son's demons took control of him, and he picked up the knife and started chasing his father around the house. Rebbeir Simcha ran away, and eventually the son gave up, and Rebbeir Simcha went back to his Gemara. The person, the visitor, asked, What's going on? How can you do this? How can you stand for this? So Rebbeir Simcha said, In Himmel Vestman, in heaven they know, as Reb Meir Simcha can learn in Rui Dikahit. They know that Meir Simcha can learn when all is calm. The question is, can I learn under these difficult circumstances? That's really the purpose of our creation, to see how we can stand up to certain challenges. Of course, each person has his or her own challenges based on that person's own capabilities and potentials. But when a difficulty arises, the Yetzirah is to say, oh, I give up, This is I, I can't take it. This is not why I'm here on this world to deal with all this nonsense and these distractions and these, and these, these, these bothers. No, that is why you're here. Just as Klal Yisrael became known as racist for Asai because of how we trusted in HaKadosh Baruch Hu when things looked impossible, that is our job, to trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to continue our service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even when things look to be difficult. Before I conclude, I would like to raise one more question on the Rashi in Parsha's bow. Just as the Rashi in Parsha's Bracious is very terse, the Rashi in Parsha's bow seems to be overly verbose. Rashi 
quotes the Pasuk in, in Yirmiyahu, Zecharti lo chesed neurayach, avas klu asayach, lechdech achrai b'midbar, b'eretz le'zerua. I remembered the kindness of your youth, the love of your of your wedding, your this that you went followed me, that you went after me into the wilderness in a land that was not planted and cultivated, and he should have now gone to the end of the pasuk, Kodesh Yisrael Hashem, Reishis Tfuasai. But Rashi inserts a few words. He inserts a question in the middle of the pasuk, in the middle of his quotation of the pasuk. He inserts the words, What reward is stated in the Pesach after this? After the Pesach says, I remember the, the kindness of your youth, etc., etc. Now Rashi inserts a question, And what reward was given for this? And then he quotes the end of the Pesach, or it's really the next Pesach in Yirmiyah, Kodesh Yisrael Hashem, that the Jews are holy to Hashem, Reishis Tevuasoi. The question that Rashi raises seems to be superfluous. It would seem that that's the simple reading of the Pasuk. That Pasuk base says how Hashem remembers our good deeds, and Pasuk Gimel says, and therefore, you are holy to Hashem, you are the first of His Prados. Why does Rashi have to insert the question, And I think we can come to an answer by taking a look at one of the other commentators on the Pasuk in Yirmiya. There is a uh, commentary that is printed in many of the editions of Nevi'im Miksuvim, known as Marie Kro. The Marie Kro, Moreno Harav Yosef Kro, was to the best that I that my research could uncover, was a contemporary of Rashi, perhaps a disciple, perhaps simply uh, a contemporary. They definitely knew each other. And the Mari Kro explains this Pusik, in fact, completely differently than the way that Rashi does. Rashi understands that all of Pusik base in Yermiya, Halaych, the Karasa Vaozni Yerushalayim, Lamar. Go and call in the ears of Yerushalayim, saying, Ko Amar Hashem, so says Hashem, Sacharti Lachesed Neurayach, I remember the kindness of your youth, that all of this Pesach is telling us good things the Klai Yisrael did. However, the Mari Kroh says, no, the Pesach is saying the good things that Hashem did for us. Let me read a few words. Sacharti Lachesed Neurayach, I, Hashem, remember the kindness of your youth, at shechacht chesed, the Navi is criticizing the people, and he's saying, you forgot the kindness, she'asisi loch, that I did for you, minu urayach, in your youth, she'ga'alti eschem mitacha sivleis mitzrayim, that I redeemed you from the burdens of Egypt, v'hoilachti eschem bamidbar, and I took you through the midbar, not that you went through the Midbar of your own accord. No, I took you through the Midbar, and I protected you in the Midbar. And I provided your needs in the Midbar. For 40 years. And I am now reminding you of the kindness that I did for you since your youth. 
when you went after me in the Midbar, the Eretz Lezerua, and the Karasicha Kodesh, and I called you Kodesh. I called you Kodesh Yisrael Hashem at that time. And therefore, you have to listen to me. You have to behave properly. Therefore, the Navi is lodging a complaint against Klai Yisrael. Why don't you behave? As we know, most of the book of Yirmiya is Teichacha. It is what has been come to be known in English as a Jeremiah. It is a complaint and a prosecution of Klai Yisrael at the time leading up to the destruction of the first base of Mikdash. Why aren't you behaving better? So the Marie Kroh understands these couple of psukim here as Hashem reminding us of the favors that He did for us and that therefore we should, in turn, we should act appropriately and appreciatively to Him. Rashi, on the other hand, understands that this Pasuk is also part of the Musar that Yirmiyo is giving us, but it's a different kind of Musar. The Pasuk is saying, don't you know how great you are? You're so great. You followed me into the Midbar. You followed me into a land that was not cultivated. You had no provisions with you. And therefore, I called you Kodesh Yisrael Reishis Tuasai. You're so great that it's not, it doesn't make sense that you're now misbehaving. It's known that in the uh, great yeshivas in uh, pre-World War II uh, Europe, there were two major schools of Musar, two major styles. One was known as the Navardika style of Musar, and one was known as the Slobodka style of Musar. In Navardic, they tended to stress how small and how insignificant a human being is, and how much capacity a, a human being has for, for doing wrong or for not, li- for, 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 for not doing enough, and that therefore this is a way of telling a person that you, you have to be better. You, you're so small, you're so insignificant as compared to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you, you have to do more. The Slobodka form of Musar was just the opposite. The Slobodka form of Musar consisted of building up a person. You're so great. You are the, a descendant of Adam Arishain. You are a descendant of Avraham Yitzhak Yaakov. You have so much potential. You are so amazing. How could it possibly be that you wouldn't live up to your reputation, that you wouldn't be everything that you can be? According to the Marie Croix, we can summarize that the Pasuk is a form of Navadika Musar. This Pasuk is saying, Hashem is saying, who are you? Who do you think you are? I'm the one who took you through the Midbar, and I'm the one who did all sorts of kindnesses with you in your early history. You're nothing, and therefore you have to start, you have to start improving. According to Rashi, the Pasuk, we can say, is expressing a sort of Slobodka Musar. It's saying, look how great you are. It's unbelievable what great things you did in the beginning of your national history, and therefore you have to, you have to start acting like that again. 
You have to stop this nonsense, which is going to lead to the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, and you have to start acting according to the standards that you yourself created, that you yourself started in, your, in the youth of your national, national history. Now, it could be that the Rashi in Parsha's boy, he was aware of this other possibility of how to explain the Pasuk. Now, he needs this Pasuk, he is using this Pasuk in Parsha's boy to prove Shivchan Shal Yisrael. Because Rashi in Parsha's boy says, he, he's trying to say that the words, that the Kal Yisrael did not make any provisions for themselves when they went out of Egypt. Rashi says, is Magid Shifchan Shal Yisrael. This is telling us the praise of Kla Yisrael. That they didn't say, how could we go out into the Midbar without any provisions? Rather, they trusted and they went. This is what is explicit in the Pasuk in Yirmiya. Now, he wants to explain the Pasuk in Yirmiya, that the Pasuk in Yirmiya is saying something complementary to Kla Yisrael. Now, if we read Pasuk base in Yirmiya, you could explain it, you could reasonably explain it, that it's not saying anything complimentary about Kla Yisrael. According to the Mari Kra, the Pasuk is only saying what Hashem did for us. It's saying, I remember the chesed that I, Hashem, did for you when you were young. But it's not mentioning any praise of Kla Yisrael. Therefore, Rashi stuck in the question, he inserted, What reward is stated after Pasuk base? And it says, It could be that Rashi felt that that Pasuk is a proof that the first Pasuk, the Pasuk before it, was singing the praises of Kla Yisrael. Because of the first Pasuk, if Pasuk base in Yirmiya is a criticism of Kla Yisrael, why would the next Pasuk then say, Kodesh Yisrael Hashem, Reishis Tvuasai, that we are the first of his Prados? From there, I propose, Rashi had a proof that the first Pasuk was singing the praises of Kla Yisrael. And that is the point that Rashi wanted to make from this Pasuk. And therefore, he inserted this, this phrase, Masachar Mafayrish Achrav, what reward was given for this behavior? Because since the Pusik specifies a reward that was given for this behavior, it has to be that it was our behavior, that we did something special by following HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the Midbar. Not that the thrust of the Pusik is Hashem telling us all the good things that He did for us. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.